Welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Insiders Podcast. It's time to learn from Ryan and Lucas how to become a short-term rental property host and start a successful vacation rental business. Get ready to learn and be the best host you can be. And now your hosts, Ryan and Lucas. Hey, I'm Ryan. And I'm Lucas. Welcome back. Today's episode is about guest interaction. When is it too much? When is it not enough? Should you bother them more, bother them less? Does it matter? Well, of course it matters. That's why we're talking about it. Jeez. (laughs) Figure it out. (laughs) We like to have fun here. (laughs) Anyway, um, here's the deal, guys. Um, You need to be responsive. We've already talked about that. You need to be available to your guests. If you're not available to your guests, it doesn't matter if you're new to this or a pro. You're going to slip on your reviews. They're going to, they're going to rate you on that. Yep. Um, remember communication is literally yep, a there it is. whole review point. There it is. So when, when they go to rate you and you know, I keep alluding that we're going to have a whole episode about reviews. Yes, we are. But as we have been talking about check-in process, you know, and stuff like that, um, each of these are points on reviews. Yes. Okay. And, um, the most important thing, um, you can do as a host is is focus on whether or not you get good reviews um there are message boards and facebook groups that would disagree with everything i just said because there are folks in those groups that say don't be a prisoner to the review i'm sorry i don't agree we're prisoners to the review (laughs) if you don't treat it it that way you are you'll slip you're going down the drain real fast um you know before we get into this episode a little more i'm just going to tell you right now if you get below a 4.8 with your property or as as a whole as, as an a host, overall it's overall yeah you're you're not going to be a super host they'll take that badge away from you there is an option when people are searching as a customer as a guest i only want to see properties hosted by a super host and i promise you i promise you that a guest as they get more familiarized with Airbnb, will specifically put on a filter for superhost because they know they are going to get a better experience from a superhost than somebody else correct so be a super host and pretend you are one before you even earn the badge you won't get it for a few months they're not going to let you have it right away you're going to need at least a quarter of the year in business and then they'll do a review on you and then give you that status but anyway so um all right so back to what we're talking about guest interaction uh when is it too much when is it too little um so when somebody makes a booking they make a reservation it's confirmed there is an expectation that you will reply to that booking, to that reservation. You're going to have to say something like, thank you for booking, appreciate it. Uh, when you get a moment, hey, make sure to confirm you've read my whole listing, yep. you know the house rules, and you agree to them. All right, that's a given. Um, that's that's my first message in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, you know, so so take notes on that. If you're, if you're not driving right now while you're listening to this, if you're, you know, at home and you've you got us in your AirPods or whatever you're listening to, grab a pen and paper, write that down. You want to respond right away and you want to say, thanks for booking. We appreciate it. We're going to send you more check-in details on the morning of check-in. In the meantime, can you please confirm you've read our whole listing and our house rules and agree to them? You know, and that's that, that's a big point because then, you know, should anything come up with Airbnb, the person has confirmed that they read your house rules. Correct. Now, um, before we move any further, if they respond at any juncture with, hey, thanks for taking our reservation. Here's my phone number. Um, that's how to reach me. Eh, no, keep the reservation communication in the app as much as you can. 
Now, if you're an attentive listener, you know that a couple episodes ago, Lucas said he got people's emails for a rental agreement per the condo HOA guidelines. That's not what we're talking about. Yep. We are talking about everything that has to do with the reservation from the booking, any questions leading up to them arriving, and while they're in the home. Try to avoid text messaging them. Try to avoid taking calls if it's not a real detailed thing they need help with. I am not saying don't take their call if they call you. Take their calls if they call you. Okay, help them. But try to keep as much communication as possible in the app. Yes. Because Airbnb, if there's a problem, when they take your phone call, the first thing they do when they identify which reservation you're calling with a problem, they go read all the communication. All of it. And if it's in a text message thread or obviously on a phone call, Airbnb is not going to utilize that for you in your case. So it doesn't count. It's like it, it didn't happen. Count. It's like it didn't happen. Even if it's the same phone number that the guest has, it doesn't. It doesn't. Airbnb doesn't care. They want you to message on their platform, and it's kind of like a little ding. Otherwise, to them. you can't prove it. You, can't you just prove can't it. prove it. You can fake those other things out really easy. Yep. Photo editing is a thing. It's it's not hard to fake a screenshot of a of a text message with someone else. Yeah. You can fake. You can falsify that stuff real easy. So, with that said. Keep the communication in the app, um, especially if something has gone awry. You will get a, a bad guest at some point. You can't be a host very long before you experience the bad guest. It's going to happen. If you're not ready for it, you're just you're, you're, you're fooling yourself. Okay. Yep. And when that person starts messaging you that they're going to leave you a bad review if you don't do XYZ or something else, you need that in an actual transcript on the app. Do not let that message happen in text. Otherwise, Airbnb can't help you. Yep. Okay. Reviews are another episode, uh, how to get them removed and all that stuff. So we'll stop talking about that so much. Yeah, um, but as far as like once the guest has checked into your place, like how do you interact with them? If it's a home share, do you kind of hands off or, you know, are you cooking them dinner? Are you treating it like a more as like a business? Right. You know, what are, what are you doing in that aspect? You know, for me in vacation rentals, you know, I get the guests checked in. Hey, if you need anything, please call, text, or message me with management. It's a little bit different. I want them to have full access to me any way they can get it. Um, I do know that it comes with some drawbacks personally that I won't be able to use those text message threads in Airbnb. I know that. Um, I know that going into it. Um, however, some people just don't want to use the Airbnb platform no matter how many times I tell them to do it. Uh, they don't want to open the app. They find it easier. And, and there's a reason why Airbnb puts the phone number out there so you can reach out to them. Um, but I, I do agree with Ryan. I try to keep as much as I possibly can on the Airbnb app. But sometimes with vacation rentals and big parties, it's hard for me to do that. Right. Uh, right. But again, I don't interact with them once they're into the unit. It's, uh, you know, silence is the key. I, if, they, yeah. if I don't hear anything from them, that means everything's going good. Uh, I might check in once, like, hey, how's everything doing? If they tell me good, golden. I don't, I don't right. really message them until they get an automated message when they leave. So now, if you have a longer reservation, and I most, most of yours are seven-day minimum, right? Yeah, most okay. of them are seven nights. So you got a seven-day minimum, a seven-night minimum. Um, mine are a two-night minimum. So I'm going to have anywhere from two nights to, to a month. I've had people stay two months, you know, in a property. Uh, for one reason or another, maybe they were shopping for an apartment, they're moving to the area, and they need an actual place to live for a few months. So in that in that longer stay, I'm obviously going to talk to them um, about logistical things throughout the stay. But in a shorter stay, um, it, you, you can very easily mess up by contacting too much. And here's what I mean by that. Uh, Airbnb will pump messages back at you as the host, and they will tell you about a week before someone shows up, hey, it's a reminder, someone's coming, check in with your guest. I'm sorry, what, about what? Why? They, yeah. they, they already got their reservation confirmation. 
uh, from Airbnb. Then they got a message from you saying, hey, I'm looking forward to hosting you. I'll send more de uh, details on the morning and check and da 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 Why would I hit them up a week before? I wouldn't do that. That's weird. Um, if you're listening to this, you're already a host and you disagree with me, you have your own reasons, great. Hit us up. Be a guest and we'll talk about it. You know, We're, we're going to interview people at some point on this podcast and bring in some other hosts. Um, but then there's the morning of check-in that we send a message and it has all the details on how to find the check-in instructions like we talked about in previous episodes. Um, and then if they get there and they have a question, have your radar up for if they walk in the house and they want to ask about something. It could be anything, guys. They may not know how to put the filter in the coffee maker. Be ready to answer the dumb question. Other than that, Airbnb uh, does have an automated thing that comes to you as the host that says, hey, your guest is, is settled in. Be sure to check in with them. And it's like, again, why? And then, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll continue to pester you with make sure your guest is okay, check in with them. And then there's the check out day. You want to remind them either the night before or the morning of check out what time check out time, you know, what, what check out time is. And then, um, and then leave it at that, in my opinion. Now, yeah. Airbnb wants you to talk to them when they, when they book before they get there by a week or so, the day before they get there, the morning they get there, the day of their check-in after they've checked in, the day after they've checked in, they want you to check in with them before they check out the, the night before, and then they want you to check in with them again. Yeah, that's on the day overkill. Of we, yeah, and then after they were there, yeah, like, let me check in with you one more time. And, and here, here's what I did, and I learned the hard way. I followed Airbnb's advice, so I, I started sending messages on Airbnb's prescribed advice and their schedule. And I had a guy hit me with a four-star review after he repeatedly responded, "Everything's great." And I was pretty green, okay? It was my first um, uh, remote property away from one of my own properties. It was an arbitrage property. And, you know, you got your blood, sweat, and tears and setting these babies up, and there's a lot of money in it, right? So I, I took it personal, and I'm like... So I hit him up very politely, and I said, Hey, I, I just... I have to know um, why I got four stars when, you know, you told me on repeated basis that it was a great experience, and, you know, you even, you even wrote a review that was glowing, and... And he says, yeah, man, um, the, the place is great. I, I don't need my host all over me the whole time I'm there. And I'm like, message received. Got it. So I never, I mean, I changed the policy instantly. And I opened more properties one after the other after that. I never uh, had that overabundance of... Hey, hey, are you good? Are you good? Am I okay? You know? Yeah, I mean... It comes off as an eager dog, right? I mean, it comes... Not only that, but you have... You know, as you... You know, when a guest books... So what I'm trying to say is when a guest books, you know, you have that entry message. You know, then you have the day they check in. And I might send them a, I hope you had a great stay on the way out. I don't really bug them during their stay if they don't bug me. But Ryan, what happens if the guest starts asking you questions? And they start bugging you. And they're, and they're kind of all up and they want to interact like... Like I've had guests that go. You mean the want, conversational ones who want to be your buddy? They want to be your buddy. <laughs> Do you want to go grab drinks? Do you want to go grab drinks? Like uh, I, I have a guy staying in a unit right now who, who wants me to take him fly. I, as you guys know here on the podcast, I'm a pilot too, and uh, I have a guy that wants me to take him flying. I have a guy that wants to go get drinks with me. It's just like I don't want to cross those two lines. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, you're here as a guest staying in yeah. one of my units. I don't really want to be your buddy. Um, um, you know, good point you bring up because you know it, it's reminding me of some stories I've heard from some guests that have stayed in my house um so guys you you know i have a variety of listings that are, are arbitrage properties off-site and then i have a couple of rooms in my house that i also rent out because they're there um 
I had a gentleman share a story with me about a different property in my local area where there was um, a host, uh, not not hostile, a hostile <laughs> feel, and there there was long term people staying in this house, but all on Airbnb, and there was like it was like a six bedroom house. There was tons of people staying. Oh, they do that by Disney in Orlando. They yeah, have these yeah, massive houses. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so the owner actually lived there, but it was just tons of bedrooms and tons of bodies coming and going. And well. This guy, um, you know, and I'm not going to say any names. There's no <laughs> keeping it confidential, confidential for him. Um, he ended up having a romantic fling with another house guest. Um, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Now, okay, two guests decided to do their thing. All right. Now, as a host, I can't really tell people not to do that. Um I don't have a whole lot of uh, pairs of people staying in my house that are opposite sex anyhow. It just so happens guys like to rent from guys and girls like to rent from girls when it comes to home share. When yeah. they're actually staying in your house, it's pretty rare that a guy host will get a get a gal. Yeah, I did get a girl nice once and she was like super, she just stayed in a room the whole time. She right. never came you know, and it was just a place to sleep yep. and you know they come and go most of the time. Well, these folks were both in a long-term setup. Well, things got awkward. And uh, it got really awkward when um, some of the guests were actually uh, having romantic interactions with their host as well. Now, if this is an episode about guest interactions, I'm going to just tell you folks right now, don't do that. That is a mic drop. Yeah. That's what we call a mic drop. <laughs> what? I was sitting over here and my eyes were like, what just? What did he just say? I didn't, what? Tell, I didn't tell Lucas this story before. What? I'm on my edge right now, dude. I want more details. <laughs> I honestly, I was the same way when I heard the story. I'm like, bro, are you kidding me right now? You're telling me the guy you stayed with was was sleeping with his guests? This happens? And he's like, yeah, dude. And I'm like, he shouldn't be a host. Period. He shouldn't be a host. I mean, and, and I'll branch off that. I've had the advances by women on vacations. Yikes. I've had the advances and I'm just like, you know, I don't say anything, but it's just like immediately detachment and, and yep. move on. You back away. Back away and don't don't ever cross that line. I mean, you get some weird stuff being a host. I mean, yeah. across the board, there's yeah. some weird stuff, but I mean, you, you should really know the line. Stay professional yeah. for crying Stay out loud. Stay professional. So the episode about guest interaction, let's summarize it with that. Don't overdo it. Don't over-message your guests and stay professional. Yep. Stay above board, okay? Uh, give them the information they need and back away and don't pretend they're your friends. Because they're not until they are. And they're not while they're your guest. They're your guest. Yes. They're not your buddy. They're not your pal. Don't offer to take them out to dinner. You you cross that line one time and uh, your business will be closed. All they have to do is say to Airbnb what's going on with you and they can embellish all they want. Um, don't do it. It's not worth it. Stay professional. Okay? And treat your guests like guests and treat them like they're very important as they are. Be respectful to them. Be available to them. And you'll do very well. Uh, with that, we'll wrap it up for this episode. In the meantime, be the best host you can be, all right? And hey, get that money. Get that money. Thanks for listening to the Vacation Rental Insiders podcast. Please remember to rate us so other smart people just like you can find us. And hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be the best host you can be.